We are studying the story of our great redemption, the innocent Jesus giving his life for the guilty humanity. Acts 2.27 in the preaching of Peter on the day of Pentecost has been our text where he preached, because you will not leave my soul, talking Jesus about himself, in Hades, nor will you give your Holy One to see corruption. And the same word that's used for hell or Hades, of flames and torments that the wicked rich man was taken to, in Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 24, it talks about that rich man that he went down to Hades or hell, and he was in flames and in torment. That's the same Greek word that's used here in Acts 2.27. So we've said and we've stated over and over again that Jesus went to hell in our place because he suffered for us what we would have had to suffer. We saw Jesus' sufferings in Hades or hell for us in our place. Now you remember, I explained to you from the scripture that this was the Hades is the place where all people without God, the wicked dead, go to. Well, Jesus redeemed us from that. We don't have to go to hell. We can go to heaven. Thank God for what he did. But then we began studying about how Jesus suffered for us in hell from the Messianic Psalms chapter 88 and chapter 18. And we saw how they meshed perfectly together. And now we've been studying the second chapter of the book of Jonah, which is also a messianic chapter. It speaks about the sufferings of Jesus in hell. And we know that this is a prophetic chapter concerning Jesus' suffering and his deliverance from Hades based on what he said himself from Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40, where he said that even as Jonah was in the belly of the huge fish, fish, <laughs> Three days and three nights, so shall the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. Now that should be reference enough for us. And it's a very important declaration from the lips of Jesus because it tells us that he was going to be in the center of the earth or the heart of the earth. And that doesn't have anything to do with the, with the grave. It also tells us about this three days and three nights time reference that Jesus used repeatedly in his teaching over and over again. He referred to it prophetically about the fact that he was going to be his body in the tomb for three days and three nights, and he was going to be in hell for three days and three nights in the very center of the earth, and that it was a very similar as Jonah's experience in the belly of the great fish. Now, in order to get an understanding of what happened to Jesus in the center of the earth, you really have to study the second chapter of the book of Jonah in a lot of detail. And I'm going to be doing that. We already started doing that. But we're going to do that even deeper. And Jesus' experience, as I said, in Hades was similar to Jonah's experience when he was three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, or in the belly of the great fish. And it was the same as Jesus being three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, as he said out of his own mouth. And it's important that you understand that just like Jonah, when Jesus died physically, he was still conscience, conscious, and he was in extreme suffering and agony. And he prayed 
from the heart of the earth to God. And we saw in the scripture, let's go to the book of Jonah and let's continue studying here because this is, this is an important study. I've done a lot of studying into these Hebrew words and uh, actually I've looked at these words almost word for word from the Hebrew and also from um, uh, other ancient texts like the uh, Septuagint which is uh, the Greek translation of the Hebrew text back about 300 years before Jesus even was on the scene. So it's a very, very important Greek text because it's the Greek text that Paul used and it's the Greek text that Peter used and uh, a lot of other people used during the day of Jesus. But anyhow, Jonah chapter 1 verse 17, And Jehovah had appointed a great fish to swallow Jonah. Now, I wish I had time to, to delve into all of this. Then it says that Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. This is where Jesus got his saying that he was going to be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And this is where he, re, he got his declaration of three days and three nights that he mentions over and over again in the Gospels. Before he ever went to the cross and before he, his body was in the tomb and before he ever went to hell. He kept talking about this. But now notice this word appointed here. This is the same word in Hebrew that's found in Isaiah 53 and verse 12 where it talks about that Jesus was numbered with the transgressors. And we've talked about this before because Isaiah 53, you're going to see how it meshes with Isaiah 53, with the declarations of Paul, with so many things that we've already said. And this is an important thing. Now, and then it says that a great fish, he was appointed or he was reckoned or numbered or assigned a great fish to swallow him. Well, in the same way, Jesus was reckoned with the transgressors in hell. You remember that wicked rich man? He was in hell. He was a transgressor. I don't have a whole lot of time to do this now, but if you'll study my book, The Story of Our Great Redemption, Beyond Human Imagination, you can get it online on our website. If you'll study that, you'll see that this phrase has been misunderstood about Jesus numbered with the transgressors because it is quoted as talking about the two thieves on the cross, but no Greek text, none of the early Greek texts say that. Only in the very, very, you know, quite a bit later text do you find that. It's not in the original and older Greek manuscripts. Yet Jesus does use this verse from Isaiah 53 in a totally and completely different context, talking about the place of lawlessness and talking about a place of suffering. And this is additional information uh, that I'm sharing with you. Now, notice that Jesus was three days and three nights in the belly or the heart of the earth. He went to the deepest hellhole for us. And it says, and Jonah prayed to God, uh, to Jehovah, his God, out of the belly of the fish. Well, just like Jonah prayed from the belly of the great fish, so Jesus prayed to Jehovah from the heart or the center of the earth. Jesus prayed to God right from the midst of hell. Now notice what it says in Jonah chapter 2. Let's begin with, we've already seen verse 1. Now let's look at verse 2. And he cried, and he said, I cried out to Jehovah from my distress, and he answered me. 
out of the belly of Sheol, I cried for help. Now, if you read the King James Version, it'll just say out of the belly of hell. Now, why does it say that? Why doesn't it just say Sheol? You know, and this is important what I'm telling you because scholars have said that Sheol was the grave. Other pastors and ministers have said, oh, but Sheol only means the grave. I disagree with it completely. Notice here it says, out of the belly of Sheol, I cried for help and you heard my voice. Well, wait a minute. If it's the grave, how could he be crying out for help and God hearing his voice? <laughs> Stop and think about it. That means that there was consciousness in this place called Sheol. But not only that, when you read and study this, you'll see that Sheol was understood as a place of suffering and torment. I mean, that's what, that's what Jonah was going through. And that's what Jesus was going through. It was, it was suffering. It was torment. It couldn't have been only the grave or only the place of burial. But now here's the clincher. You remember I told you about the Septuagint? The Greek translation of the Hebrew text made 300 years before Jesus? Well, here it says, out of the belly of Hades, just like the word that's used from the Greek in Acts 2.27, you will not leave my soul in Hades, and it's referred to in Luke chapter 16 as the Hades or the hell of flames and torments that the wicked rich man was taken to. So, this is very prophetic. You needed to see that. It's, it's a, a powerfully prophetic scripture that Jesus is using himself and teaching himself as referring to himself. So Jesus is praying this right out of the heart of Sheol. I cried for help and you heard my voice, for you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the current surrounded me, all your breakers and your waves passed over me. So this refutes the idea that Sheol just means the grave. In Jesus and Jonah's thinking, for them, Sheol was and is a place of consciousness of one's own existence after death, and it is a place of great suffering and torment as well. Now notice that he said, you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas. Did you see that? This reminds us of Jesus' words in Matthew 12:40, As we have stated, the heart of the earth meant the center of the earth, where Hades was located and not six feet under, not the grave. It also reminds us that Jesus went to the deepest parts of hell for us. What the book of Revelation calls the abyss or the bottomless pit. Now this will mean something to you a little later on. Not in this next podcast that's coming up, but in the following one. I'll mention some more about this. Paul's words in Ephesians 4.9 also come to the forefront when he said that Jesus went first to the lowest parts of the earth for us. And we'll study it in our next podcasts.